Oh, would you look at that? There's a new episode of the Blackcast on my phone, ready to play right now. Listening to Blackcast. I don't want to watch what's on the TV. iTunes app put on the BC. Podcast on, no talking to me. Listening to Blackcast. Keep up on comics and movies. New phone ring, I answer hoodies. I can't talk, call back if you please. Listening to Blackcast. Don't know what you are missing. Damn fine show hosted by Christian. He's just dope, no ass I'm kissing. Listen into Blackcast. Click subscribe on this podcast. You won't be the first, but don't you be last. Listen while you pumping your gas. Listen into Blackcast. Welcome to the Blackcast. Very excited to be joined for the first time in a while by our friend Jessica, who we call Carson. I always uh, get so confused on how to intro you, but your radio uh, name is Carson. It is, and I really, um, I appreciate that you call me at all. So <laughs> That's fair. You've known me long enough that Jessica is fine. Carson yeah. is just that, has shown up. You know how radio is, so I, I need a name. Here it is. And look, I, I don't want to cast aspersions on anyone's lineage, but uh, you don't have a great surname for radio, you know? No, no, I do not. It's that not a great never- one. No, even when I was Jessica on the air, that my last name was certainly never in play. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, so no. uh, but you know, look, I mean, my last name sounds like a Batman sound effect from the old 60s, you know, Adam West show. Blah! So, you know. <laughs> Can I ask fun. you a question about your last name, actually? Please do. That's why people okay. tuned in. <laughs> <laughs> so this has been a burning question for two weeks now. I was doing a community rewatch and in season two or three, where they have the school board and it's sure. the Cardo is mm-hmm. the name of one of them. And then Blatt is the guy in the middle. And I know you and Tim are so close. I was like, that's not by accident, right? Carl Blatt is that gentleman's name. And yeah. the greatest thing is I got a Facebook messenger message from my friend Shelly, who lives in Georgia about a week ago, asking exactly the same thing. And yes, uh, Tim Sicardo wrote that episode. So mm-hmm. he put the name Carl Blatt and community fans are so hardcore and they pour over everything. They were convinced, Sicardo sent it to me, if I can find it, the, that it was referencing someone, that it was like, oh, this is clearly him talking about this person. But in all, actu- in all honesty, he was just giving me a shout out because he thought my name was funny. And I think I got another one in another one of his episodes. Oh, no, no, uh, he used the name Felix. That's what it was. I, I know, yeah, so I managed to be in an Easter egg in I think only two of his community episodes, but uh, I was very appreciative of that across the board. I'm disappointed by myself that I didn't notice it the first time because I had been a fan from community since the start, but now that it's on Netflix and I picked up on that and I was like, oh my gosh, like that is incredible. I immediately called another friend of mine and was like, okay, so you don't even know this guy, but this is how cool it is, because I know it's gotta be a reference to him. So. Yeah, so uh, from a Reddit fan forum for community, Tim sent me this, our friend Tim Sicardo, uh, who is also a past guest on the Blackcast. Mm-hmm. The school bar- board member, Carl Blatt, is a reference to former Swedish prime minister, Carl Bildt, B-I-L-D-T. So uh, no, it is not. It was just to make me laugh when I tuned into the episode. And my understanding, I think, is that I didn't know it was coming, but uh, it's been a few years now. And yes, so, uh, it, you know, it's not the least common name in Denmark, Blatt. And I've talked about this before, 
there was a Danish boxer named Christian Blatt, spelled exactly the same as me. And he was undefeated for his first 19 matches. And then I think he got knocked out five times in a row and retired. So, uh, you know, I, I like to think that if I had ever gone to Denmark, they would have seen my passport and it would have been like, if you showed up and you're said Mike Tyson, you know, they would have been like, this is clearly <laughs> a, fraud, a fraudulent document. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So that's a, that kind of leads into a, a great thing. What are you doing with your, your, you know, increased amount of time indoors? You have two dogs or am I wrong about that? Just one, just, just one. one. Okay. So, so you, got, uh, yeah, so you have to get left. out with the dog because you know, dogs don't like he goes crazy. We do. Yeah. No, he does not. So he actually spends a lot of time on the back porch. So I do that. And then I have, I've started running, which you've met me, you've known me for a number of years. <laughs> I am not built for running. I do not look like a runner, but yeah. it's, uh, there's a park by my house and it's not, uh, it's not too populated. So I can go and because I work at kind of odd times anyway. So I go and I've started running and then otherwise it's the couch and Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, whatever yeah. you want me to watch, I will watch it. I will give any show a chance. Yeah, no, no. I, and, I, and I think that uh, I, I certainly can understand that. I can't relate to it because, you know, when I have been doing my day job, the Dennis Miller option on Westwood One, thank you. Uh, oh, wait, there we go. Uh, that uh, Dennis will ask if I'm watching, you know, this, or that, did I watch Ozark? I'm like, no, I didn't binge a Netflix show. Uh, I, I would love to be watching this Michael Jordan documentary on ESPN right now, but I'm like, literally, if it's not Daniel Tiger's new neighbor or Peppa Pig's father going on a train journey to do something for work, I, I don't see it. Like I only see, the only time the TV's on, kids shows are on. Uh, my wife and I are usually fairly tired, but that's my time. Usually, I mean, we're talking in the uh, in the mid morning here in Los Angeles. I, I have a I have a, a spare hour, surprisingly. But usually, the evening is when I I can get work done. You know, like preparing for Dennis's podcast, recording five blackcasts in a week, like I did last week. You know, wow. but yeah, just to just to see yes. just to see how people responded to it, and you know, a couple of people liked it, but uh, you know the number of downloads i think people looked at it and were like yikes that's a lot so you're you're the only episode <laughs> what else this- are you doing though listen like what, yeah. i mean that's the thing actually i've been listening to podcasts what sure. else are you doing right okay. exactly so they I mean, should be I've, listening more yeah i've done enough things where it's like oh yeah this person that i know has had a podcast for four years i should listen to at least one you know so i've done i've done a little <laughs> bit of that uh, I will uh, listen to a lot of, uh, of shows that I like from uh, from SiriusXM. Their app is great to download and whatnot. So, uh, you know, it's a lot of like, well, if I'm trying to get work done, I'm doing the dishes, you know, this is all great. Uh, but what I wanted to talk to you about first is that you work in radio and your job is essential. So you have to actually go into a studio. Yeah, I do. And a lot of my, um, not co-workers, but I guess uh, contemporaries, a lot of people who are in country music and syndicated in Nashville, they're all working from home. Yeah. So we're, me and the uh, other three guys in the building, and we do the shows in here, we're the only ones that I can think of that consistently have been going in. And part of it is because there's only four of us in this building. And I have my own studio, so I'm pretty sequestered anyway sure. and we just 
the risk level for us has been low and I work with clean freaks anyway, which is fantastic <laughs> to work with three dudes who are worried about being clean. So yeah. everything's Lysoled and everything's sprayed, but yeah, it's, it's amazing. And I'm sure you can relate to this uh, with Los Angeles traffic and Nashville traffic has gotten just beyond absurd over these last about five years. And the difference in my commute in the morning that's like the only thing I'm going to miss when things start <laughs> opening up and go back that I'm like, there's nobody on the road. This is spectacular. Although I did manage to still get rear-ended somehow. Of course. So um, yeah, I'm like, ma'am, there's literally nobody on the road. Um, and we're, there's two lanes. What, what is going on? But otherwise that's uh, yeah. So we've been going in and it's nice too. the amount of people who call up and say, we really appreciate what you're doing. And again, as you know, in radio, it's like, I mean, we're just we're just coming in and being goofy and talking. Yeah, it, nothing's changed, but it's nice. Yeah, but I can also see the the level. I mean, because I can relate to it. The 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 somewhat semblance of normalcy that that show that you like in the morning. That no, you don't need it on your morning commute because your morning commute is you know down the stairs or whatever. You still like to hear it, and I mean you know, everything being able to consume it later in the day or, you know, download it and listen to it later. I think that goes a long way. I mean, I've only had a couple of, you know, really just a few um, anxiety, panic attack moments, but one of them was kind of that first Monday after the first weekend. So here in Los Angeles, I think that was the 15th of March. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, I couldn't sleep. I was like, my throat was scratchy. I'm like, great, I got it. I can't believe it. I'm going to get my kids sick, you know? And it was just like all the unrational, irrational things. I just couldn't sure. sleep. And the uh, and one of the one of the shows I like uh, on Sirius XM and uh, my sometimes co-host Z and I talk a lot about uh, comedian Jim Norton and Sam Roberts have a show on Sirius XM and they were doing their show that Monday and that really helped me calm down because they were just being you know, Jim was just being stupid about sort of his weird lifestyle and habits and stuff and I was able to stop focusing on what I was worried about. And then the kids needed breakfast and I could focus on that. But it was like, literally, it, it kind of helped calm me down a little bit, you know? And I think what I was having was a panic attack. And I think a lot of people have had that happen. I've only had it happen like two or three times in my whole life. But, you know, also it's, if I- I've, I've had one panic attack ever. Yeah. And it was, I, I didn't know what to call it until about four days after. So yeah. it's understandable that it doesn't happen that often. And when you have a situation like this, where we literally like- you know, for everybody who thinks they have answers, like, I, I get it. You went down a Reddit rabbit hole. Um, you don't have answers. You don't know. It's And none of us know. And that's okay. Yeah. It's just a matter of coming to terms with, it's okay not to know. And so being yeah, as and careful, I, think that I guess we can. Part of the frustration is that, look, even the people that you turn to, to know, you know, you have like one of the most forefront people in infectious diseases. You have this Dr. Fauci on TV. He's like, look, I can't promise anything because I don't know. You know what I mean? And it's like, so that's great that urgent care doctors in Bakersfield made a video that got taken off YouTube and then everybody's like, well, it got taken off YouTube because they don't want you to know the truth. Or maybe urgent <laughs> maybe. care doctors in Bakersfield don't know as much as some people think that they do, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, trailers for, vax for, for documentaries by renowned anti-vaxxers. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, if, if that's something you're interested in, great. Just know that it's, this isn't like, oh, look, I have this, this document. This is, this is what, this is what's going to bring us out of it. And look, there's very right. different, there's very different uh, views on, on all of this throughout the country. It's interesting to hear, where you are, there are a lot of people working from home. One of the only people that I know that's going into their job right now is 
my friend David, who Blackcast listeners know as Liev, he was our technical director on the Dennis Miller Show for a long time. And he does a morning show uh, out in San Bernardino County. So it's a little bit more rural. And mm-hmm. they're essential, he and his two co-hosts. He goes in and does a morning show, but it's also country music. So the fact that you're working and he's working, I'm like, look, America needs country music. You yes, know? yes, we do. Everything else, like Howard Stern's show, Jim and Sam, who I talked about, Eddie Trunk, all these shows that I listen to, none of them go into a studio. Everybody's got stuff at home, you know? But It's but amazing. The, it um, I've, I've never invited you to this group on Facebook, but uh, there's a group literally called Radio Peeps, and it's radio <laughs> people from all over yeah. the country, and the amount of them that are posting pictures from their makeshift home studios. And I am dumbfounded. I'm like, I'll get to stay home? Yeah. On the other hand, it, I think, um, I mean, I'd be okay, but I like the idea that I still have the routine, that I'm getting up, my alarm goes off every day. And yeah. other than the not going out and, you know, masks and social distancing, and that I'm not just popping into the grocery store every other afternoon because I can, like, now yeah. it's make a list, go only as often as you need to, that, um, you know, even the workout schedule, having started running, I just go in the afternoons after work. So it kind of, my weekday schedule with the exception of events at night, like it's not that different. Yeah. So it's just, it's, I think it's helpful for me. To yeah. And, that. and I've talked about on uh, the black cast, uh, uh, but I don't post about it on Facebook uh, that we three days a week, we take the kids to another family's house, uh, which we started doing that first week because we read an article that's like, no, 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 kids can't have play dates. But if you do, you got to stick with the same family. So mm-hmm. we talked to Felix's best friend's family and we're like, yeah, we don't want you guys, you know, hiring a nanny service where somebody different's going to come in every day. You don't really know what that's going to be. We'll help you out. You help us out. And so we've been doing that, but the, here's the great thing about that. The kids uh, get dressed at a, at a time. They know that at least three days a week we get out the door, uh, you know, around nine, nine thirty, depends on the day. Uh, and that's why I'm able to have a little, a little quiet time here. Uh, and, yes. and there's, of course, a temptation to just sit in silence in the house that you don't usually get. <laughs> but, uh, I, I was very excited to talk to you. And I wanted to uh, go back to Nashville traffic for a second because we were talking about it. Yeah. I think the Nashville traffic is probably usually so bad because all of the hard rock guys from the Sunset Strip 30 years ago all moved there. Like literally everybody, it seems like everybody is, there. is like, here. All like, of them. You know, like the 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 poster boys for that era, like I know Mark Slaughter, Kip Winger, and so many other guys. Mark but Slaughter, like the, Kip, a couple yeah. of the guys from Winger. You got yeah. Kelly Keegy from Night Ranger. Some of the Skid Row guys are here. Sure. Um, you know, you've got like uh, Gene Simmons and Ace Freely, members of their bands live here. Uh, like I remember moving to town and my second day, my boss, her husband was in this totally obscure 80s rock band called Blue Tears. I was like, what? And some dude who used to be in Wasp and oh, nice. you know, a lot of the Cinderella guys are here with the yeah. exception of Fred, who's on your coast. But yeah, we have so many of them. And oh, you're right that they just, you know, they're like, oh, well, you know, we're just going to turn Nashville into LA. So welcome to the trap. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, uh, and uh, of course, uh, people aren't uh, getting to play there either. But in, you know, what I like to do when we have people on from different parts of the country, uh, let's see, last week, when uh, we were, we had a few people on, we were talking about Star Trek, but this is a very different conversation. But our, our friend Jason, who lives in Austin, 
he talked about how he and his wife, and, and by the way, he has triplets, so uh, oh, wow. I can understand the need to get out of the house. Yep. They, in Austin, they went to a restaurant and they sat in the restaurant and they were able to do it. And it was, you know, and, and I'm, I'm interested in what all these different areas are doing. And, you know, when I talked to my friend Lauren last week, she's in Michigan, and there's, there's weird narratives that, uh, you know, there's people that are like, oh, this place is open. I hope everybody gets sick. And I'm like, well, no, that's, that's the opposite. Even if you don't, th- want. yeah, even if you question whether or not it's safe, you hope they're right. And that's what I always say. I was like, look, I, I, want, I want it to be safe for bowling alleys and, and, and uh, hair salons. I mean, I haven't had a haircut in almost five months now. And I, I feel like uh, I'm ready for concert season, but there's no concerts. So, oh my gosh, the saddest thing yesterday, my Outlook calendar, because there's nothing on my calendar, because there's nothing going on. Sure. It showed I had some event yesterday. And then the next thing was supposed to be next Wednesday, May 20th, when I was supposed to see the Stones at Uh, Nissan Stadium in Nashville. And I'm like, I I took a screenshot and I sent it to somebody. And I'm like, this is the saddest thing I've seen in a month. Which is funny because I believe yesterday I texted you my Facebook update that. Alice Cooper, Lita Ford, and Tesla has been con- canceled at the Hollywood Bowl. Hollywood Bowl canceled their entire season. They're just like, yeah. no, we're not coming here. And that size venue, uh, it makes sense because also those are, those are sold tickets. And I think there's a couple ways to look at it. I think it's a lot more fan friendly to cancel your event because then you can get a refund. When you yes. reschedule the event, obviously Live Nation which owns Ticketmaster, so they're kind of the same thing. Yeah, you know that them and they promote a lot of their the, a lot of the events that they sell tickets for. So they would like to not give away any of that money. They want to hold it for as long as possible. I mean, we saw this a couple of years ago when Ozzy Osbourne had a tour, his No More Tours Two, which yeah, I, I think he jinxed himself with that, and yeah. then he would stick. <laughs> and they're like, okay, well, we'll do it next year. Hang on to your tickets. And now it's like, oh, we just can't this year. And I think that those dates are still not canceled. So you've been holding on to this little piece of paper or this digital UPC code, this barcode that is, you know, could represent hundreds of dollars that a lot of people could use back. And yeah, oh, for sure. Your rescheduled show, I think is, I I think it's shitty to reschedule it. Now, I think that in some cases they're like, okay, there's a 30 day window where you can get a refund for your rescheduled show. Right. But, well, with the Stones, actually, you can get a refund on your Stones tickets right now, even though they're technically postponed. Okay. And which I think is a very nice option, right? Because yeah. there were a lot of people who were saying that, yes, I understand I spent the money on these tickets, specifically talking about the Rolling Stones. Their, their tickets are expensive, even if you're sitting in the middle of the 300s or up in the top yeah. tier. But with giving people that option who didn't plan for a pandemic, that being able to get that back or hold on to your tickets. Like, so, so far I had tickets to, I think five stone shows and I've held on to all of them. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, two of them I'm in the pit and I'm not just yeah. going to give up pit tickets because what I saw prior to all this, when the tickets went on sale, the pit ticket price fluctuated yeah. based on demand. Of course. So yeah. if I scooted in at, let's say, I think I paid about 500 bucks a ticket. But there were some people who paid six fifty, so I don't want to dump that ticket. And suddenly they're like, "Surprise, we're on tour!" And then I have to go pay seven hundred dollars for a pit ticket. Right. So. If if you're able to hang on to the the money and like, all right, I'm going to take a chance that one, this show gets rescheduled, and two, when it gets rescheduled, there'll be there'll be general admission seating, which there very well might not. 
I don't quite know what yeah. that solution is. Maybe you play the concert over two nights and you figure out how to spread those people. I, I don't, you know, I don't have those answers, but uh, yeah, I, I can understand that. And you know, when this was all happening, you're somebody that I thought of immediately because <laughs> I used to go to a lot of concerts. I still go to a few a year, yeah. but I don't go to anywhere near as many, but I know that you've always, you know, you're, you're always following Garth Brooks around, you know, you're uh, always trying to what get to your hundredth Def Leppard show. Uh, yep. So, you know, Guns I, and Roses, I, Stones are now like, those were the focus for this year because yeah. those are bands I haven't, I mean, I've seen the Stones on every tour since 94, but you know, they don't tour every year and yeah. you get to like one Stone show because they're expensive. And back in the day, you couldn't get the tickets at all. Right. So trying to catch up on that, like I've got uh, GNR tickets for August. And those are pit tickets, same thing that, like yeah. you said, I don't know if they're going to allow pit. And if not, um, I'm going to want something comparable because I am not coming to sit very far away from Axl Rose. Right. No, exactly. You didn't spend that money to not sit close. And they, of course, want to make sure that people like you that are that have those pit tickets that aren't disappointed that you know, oh, well, we're not going to have general admission. And you know, you you can't compensate with a meet and greet because I feel like that that's such a huge part of the industry, but you, you can't do that anymore. I mean, especially yeah. like Axel, you know, Axel's not the example of, of, of one of the oldest guys, but you know, I, I made the joke in early March that you knew that this was getting bad when kiss stopped doing meet and greets because <laughs> there's the anybody money. who's, yeah, just like literally saying you can, you know, Gene Simmons leaned in and said, you can have your money back. We don't want it. And you're like, okay, well then clearly things are bad. That, things are bad when Gene is when, taking money when, and saying, yeah, get take it back. Yeah, it's like, no, 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 I will not take this money. And and look, those guys are in their seventies. Completely yeah. should not be doing meet and greets. And I think even sure. when they resume their tour, they, you know, don't worry, they'll come up with a unique fan experience that'll also cost $1,200. But of course. It, won't be, it won't be that. You well, know. you know, it's interesting you say about the meet and greets because I had bought tickets to see Lindsey Buckingham from Fleetwood Mac and who I just adore. And he was doing a little solo tour thing and I managed to get, if you wanted front row tickets, they came with a meet and greet. Okay. And so of course I want front row and sure, sure I'll meet Lindsey. I mean, whatever, but he's had all those health problems recently. Yeah. Well, they rescheduled the show. It was supposed to be, I think it was supposed to be last week and it's now rescheduled for mid-August and the point is that they already have the date on the books are you going to be able to include the meet and greet with that because he's you know he's no spring chicken I mean it seems to be pretty healthy but he did just have some major health stuff go through so do you want him meeting do you want him shaking hands probably not so I don't know how that's going to look yeah, and look, so much of the music industry has shifted to the live experience, and yeah. that's kind of the one part that they can't deliver on right now, you know. Uh, and the you know, all the add-ons, you know, that those are also problematic. And look, there's this problem that other surprisingly, other than Kiss, nobody's giving you your money back very quickly. <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> although to be fair, they have a lot of other dates for the fall that I think are still postponed. So they I, haven't I given got my, I got my Alice Cooper Tesla money back. Yeah, I and, that. and that honestly, I, I think that some of that is a promoter, maybe some of it's the venue, but I think, you knew you talked about how the Stones were like, you should let people get their money back. I think that if the artist says, no, we have to let them have refunds. And that's why one of, there's, there's, 
there's two big things that I had circled on the, the calendar. One that I had tickets for my wife and I were going to go, my wife and I go to probably one concert together every two years. Usually I just go by myself or with a friend or whatever. So at Dodger stadium, which has a capacity of 55,000 people. So uh, already you can see a problem uh, in uh, mid July we were going to see Green Day Weezer and Fall Out Boy in the middle, which I consider to be, that's when I was gonna go get merch. Uh, so, and <laughs> that concert has only, that, that whole tour has not only not been canceled, they haven't even rescheduled. The, and yeah. the, they're, you know, cause look, that's a, that's a, that's a big amount of money cause it's, it's stadiums. And the aptly named stadium tour that features Def Leppard, Poison, Motley Crue, who I thought were retired, but clearly aren't. But, but uh, yeah, whatever. Whatever, yeah. that's fine. And Joan uh, Jett. And Joan Jett. Yep. That, at least they posted a notice where it's like, I think in the beginning of May, they were like, yeah, we're going to let you know by June. We, do, we just don't know. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know. June first is yeah. the date we're going to find out. But I, I can't see it happening. I don't. Because like you said, it's stadiums. Yeah. That right there. And the Stones are stadiums. So I understand they're postponed. But yeah, this one... They're just, I, I mean, you don't want to boil it down to them holding on to our money, but you're kind of holding on to our money. Yeah. And I mean, that's look, really what's happening here. Where, wherever this money is, you figure they have a, a, a high yield interest account. So it's like, exactly. that's one, one extra monthly payment of like, well, yep. we're going to get that. Yep. And I mean, look, I think what a lot of people are doing, uh, you know, obviously, let's just say you have a, a eclectic musical tastes. My sister-in-law was very upset because when they canceled the Hollywood Bowl season, her Backstreet Boys ticket went to next year. And oh. so now she has to hang on to it because she's still going to go. You know? I feel she, her. I feel, yeah. I feel Oh, I know that. you do. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do. I get you. Um, that's, yeah, I was actually, even um, Aerosmith was doing a show at Fenway in September. And yeah. I was supposed to be in the Northeast. That time oh, I was wow. taking my parents um, on a trip. That was a Christmas present. And we were going to be in Rhode Island. And I was like, well, shoot, I'm just going to scoot over to Boston and go see that. And now it's, and what, the thing is that would be such a once in a lifetime experience seeing Aerosmith at Fenway. Yeah. But Boston has canceled all events through September. So yeah, uh, I don't even know that you can hold on to a ticket for an event like that. Yeah, and, and Los Angeles, I mean, our, our mayor basically said that there's, there's, there's not going to be any events in 2020, really. And I yeah. think that I have a smaller theater show. This, uh, it's a solo tour by this guy, Greg Dooley from the Afghan Wigs. And that was supposed to be at the end of the month too. That was like, it was the same weekend as Alice Cooper and Tesla and Lita Ford. So I was like, wow, I'm getting all, I'm getting all this music you. in on a weekend. Knock it out. Not going to happen. So, but that got <laughs> rescheduled to October. And when they did it, I'm like, October? You think, you think a theater is going to open, you know, at capacity in October when, you know, and, and since then they're, they're basically telling us like, we're staying home until probably August, maybe even later. So I was just like, when things started moving to next year at first, I'm like, well, that seems crazy. But now you're like, oh, next year, if you're lucky, you'll be able to, to do yeah, that. Yeah, that's, know? well, and, interestingly that you mentioned that I'd forgotten. I got this email just about an hour ago. Uh, George Strait had yeah. two stadium shows uh, planned, I guess sometime in the next month or so. And they've rescheduled them for August. I think it's August. Of this so year. Stadium shows, yeah. Wow. And I'm like, I think so. I may have to pull up the email. I don't think it said 2021. No, but I was didn't. like, oh, okay. Um, 
So, I mean, that's optimistic and we'll see what happens, but I don't know that I, I just, I can't imagine that these things like the Lindsay Buckingham show is the same thing. It's a small theater show. Yeah. So that might be a little bit more plausible. I had tickets to see Noah Reed at a 400 standing room capacity club in Nashville and that maybe that'll happen, yeah. but I don't know that we're going to see uh, Green Day or Def Leppard happening no. in front of 50,000 people. I'm just not sure that that's feasible. Yeah, no, I, I can't imagine those those happening. And, you know, the the one saving grace was really like, look at the start of the start of the year, end of last year, uh, you know, finances were a little tight. So I'm like, you know what, this is going to be the year where I'm, I'm just going to see what's on StubHub the week before and maybe even the day of. I, I, I went to a very large, the last large concert I'll probably see in 2020, maybe even in 2021, because just because they're happening doesn't mean that I, that I yeah. get to go. There's, that's a negotiation with the people I live in my house with. Yes. <laughs> is, uh, I, I saw Kiss at Staples Center, but I bought the tickets that afternoon because I was just like, yeah. I'm just going to wait, you know, because it's like, even when their shows sell out, they're not. They're not really sold out. I started using the Christian Blatt method. Um, yeah. I think it was last year that New Kids and then Backstreet Boys were within a couple of months of each other. And I hadn't bought tickets when they went on sale. And I kept yeah. looking and I was like, eh. And then I think New Kids, I pulled the trigger five hours before the show. And Backstreet was maybe at nine o'clock that morning. Yeah. But it was the same thing that I go, you know what? They're going to open up. People's prices are going to drop. And I, like some friend of mine called and he's like, well, a friend of mine is selling lower bowl backstreet. He just wants face value and they're 12 rows from the stage. And I go, well, I found tickets that are two rows from the stage and I only have to pay 75% of that because yeah. this dude obviously wants to unload them. So quick. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, these are, especially when it comes to sporting events, a lot of times they're, they're oh, yeah. you know, company seats or whatever. And they're like, just anything, you know, yeah. and like I've gone to, I've gone to Dodger games for $5 for, you know, not, not field level, but it's like decent enough seats. And sure. You know, if you just, yeah, if you just play that game and then also if you're like, if somehow you miss out on the on sale, usually at the box office, you can get something if you go maybe two hours beforehand. You know, oh, so. for sure. That's when the stuff opens up. Yeah. And I, I work all those angles and all the trips yeah. and it's, it's very rare. Like for the Alice and Tesla show, I did the presale because they usually do a fairly good presale. And so I ended up with fifth row. That's great. And right. face value yeah. willing to pay for that. Uh, GNR and stones because I wanted pit tickets and I wanted just, I didn't want your, like you said, those stupid upgrades that they put on them. No, I just want the flat pit ticket. Yeah, and course. I know there's only a limited amount and those may not open day of. So sure, I'll go and I'll bite the bullet on those. But otherwise, no, I've started to go your way, which is <laughs> we're going to wait and see. Yeah. And then there's always, there's also sort of the, the, the tier where it's like, you know what, if I miss that show, it's going to be all right. You know, there's the ones where I'm like, no, I'll, I'll buy something day off because I definitely want to go. I was, I was right, going right. to do that with the, with Alice Cooper and Tesla. I actually didn't buy tickets to it because I was, yeah. I felt good about that size venue having tickets available. Uh, and then of course now I look like a genius, but <laughs> you're so smart. Yeah. And it's like, I knew that there was going to be a global pandemic this summer. <laughs> So well, I, the, the last show I went to see before everything shut down was actually Tesla. And I saw them at Graceland in Memphis. Oh yeah. That must've been and really cool at Graceland. Yeah. I, they just opened up a performance venue in the last year or so, I guess. Is it, uh, is I it on the that. house side of the street or is it at the center on the other side? Cause I, I've been to Graceland. Yeah. I'm trying to remember uh, because it was dark when we got yeah. there. I couldn't see hundred percent. I think it's on the house side. 
Uh, but it's it's got its own gates and yeah. building and all this. And it really was a nice room. And uh, I went with a friend of mine from college who lives in Memphis. So, you know, super easy. But after the show, we were going back to talk to some of the guys. And I'd mentioned, yep, already got my tickets to see you with Alice. And I said, but don't worry, I won't bother you in Nashville. Because much like LA, it's an industry town. And people yeah, are sure. always hitting them up. for. And they were like, no, 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 shoot a text. We'll see if we, and I was like, oh, oh my yeah. gosh, what if I could be like, what if I could go back there? What, and like, what, I'm not like I would meet Alice Cooper, but like, what if, I don't know, I just walked by a sign that said like dressing room yeah. that way. That would have been enough for me. But yeah, I, um, not happening. I, uh, I was, I was probably going to bother Brian Wheat when, when yeah. he was in town. That was the other thing. I was hanging on to it. Cause I'm like, well, let me try the guest list. Uh, also, I know a publicist who works with them. So I would have gone to her first before actually yeah. bothering the band. Uh, and you know, it's funny. I've had this ongoing dialogue with Alice Cooper's publicist. See, Alice was on Dennis's radio show in 2007. And ever since then, I've been trying to get him back on, you know, the radio show and now the podcast. And he always says no, but uh, a lot of times I'm able to like, it's like, I can't give it shows for LA, but do you want to drive up to a theater in Ventura, which is like not even an hour away? I'm like, yes, I do. Yes, you know, absolutely. For, for free. I'm going to drive down to the uh, Indian casino near, near San Diego for free. hundred yeah, percent. Happy yes. to do it. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> so. That's what I never like those kind of bands that I do have those relationships with. Same thing. I never go see them in Nashville because <laughs> it's impossible to get the tickets. I'm like, oh, you guys are going to be in Louisville? Sure, I'll drive up. I mean, who cares? It's not yeah, a big and one deal. time I, I was going to be in New York for the the All Star Game was was at City Field in Queens, and Alice was playing at the Beacon Theater. So I got tickets, and because oddly, because New York, I could actually get to meet him. So I got to meet him afterwards. He was like, oh, wow. you know, like a restaurant next door. He came over and talked to people, and uh, yeah, I told him I worked with Dennis, so I was able to talk to him for like two minutes about that. So I at least had something. <laughs> So yeah, so that was fun. And I have that, that's my picture on my Facebook page is yeah. with, uh, with Alice. And then uh, on my other Facebook page, it's a picture of uh, Paul Stanley when he was in the studio. So it looks like mm -hmm. I get to meet all these guys, but really it's just usually like a brief interaction. That's, I mean, that's all they ever are. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. But that's, it's like- as long, But it's look, a cool picture. Just give me the it's picture. Cool. Yeah, what, yeah, hey, those pictures are probably gonna be a lot harder to get, you know? That's true, absolutely. That's what makes it weird about, uh, doing all these interviews that we're doing zoom like you and I are doing yeah, but sure we're doing that with celebrities and artists and we're either doing zoom or over the phone and normally I'll post clips of my interviews with a picture that I've taken with this person well, now I don't have those pictures so it's like okay well I'm just gonna play the interview so it's not on my Instagram sorry I didn't I didn't pick out some quick little quip and maybe I need to start trying to do something creative with it but yeah, I haven't I mean, gotten that far yet. I'll do a lot of uh, screen grabs from the uh, from from this Zoom session. You yeah, know? and it's, it, but it's like you gotta you gotta take it in, in the way where it's got like sort of the letterboxing, the the wide angle because then it doesn't feel it's it's all this. But uh, yeah, I mean the interesting thing, and I think I was talking to you about this is like I I've been approached to have musicians on not just on Dennis's podcast, which is usually what people want. People they're like, oh no, no they'll come on the Black Cast. I'm like, really? like all okay right. great you know and then you know it helps that i that i i'm also a host for uh, for an online network after was tv yep. so i can do stuff for them but sometimes they're like uh and I'm like i don't know if that's really a fit they're like no you can do it for the black guys i'm like what okay so, all right thanks. so then that's been fun you know i've gotten to talk to people i mean you know like like i talked to david ellison from megadeth i'm like yeah he'll, he'll be on the podcast oh, okay if you say so. So like you know, bring him. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of, it's been kind of fun because uh, obviously you're like, well, people are home and 
a lot of people have stuff to promote. I mean, you know, yeah. uh, we talked about Tesla. They have a new album that came out, the uh, the Five Man London Jam, which I like, mm-hmm. by the way, a lot. I think uh, I think that I like their songs in the time since Five Man Acoustical Jam a lot more than some of their older songs. So they're doing newer songs on this. So I'm like, oh, I think I really yeah. like this this new album that they did. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, maybe one day I'll, I'll, I'll see them live again, but uh, who knows? So one of these days, one of these days. So that's sort of what I wanted to, to get back to is how, how are things considered in, in Tennessee? What level of uh, openness is there? What are some dates? You know, we're talking it's uh, it's March 14th or sorry, May 14th, but it might as well be March 14th. It might as well be March. May May 14th is a lot like March 14th, but uh, it's May 14th. Yeah, so. and Nashville is a weird animal on its own um, because you had Tennessee, which kind of opened up, I want to say a week or two ago, but Nashville is in what's Davidson County, and Davidson County did not because it's the metropolitan, the population. So they just started kind of, the problem is that you just cross the county line, you can go get a haircut, you can go to a restaurant. So it, it almost defeats the purpose of keeping us closed. But we started off, uh really not like we were already messed up as a city before the pandemic hit because we had the tornadoes hit on march 3rd that was was like right before yeah yeah so it was the week before all this went down so i remember going to the grocery store i think maybe the wednesday or thursday after the tornado when people started talking about the idea of lockdown well we were already out of bleach we were already out of cleaning supplies because people were trying to put neighborhoods back together so it's weird that we we kind of almost had an extra week of surreal life happening here. And now that we are on a limited basis opening up, it's it's still it's not a hundred percent by any means. And it's it's a weird um the way they're trying to take the baby steps, it's still not the most uh, tourist friendly way to do it, I guess is the best way to describe it because we have that whole strip, uh, Broadway, that lower broad is all the honky tonks that anytime there's a Titans game and that's where they're shooting, you know, your B-roll footage that you see in between and all those bars, you can't have people sitting at a bar. You can have people sitting at tables six feet apart, but you can't have live music. So these, while they technically serve food at these bars, these aren't people who really have kitchens that are supposed to be cranking out legitimate food and meals. Like this is, these are people who come to drink, tourists who come to have a good time on a Friday and Saturday night. So there are some of those bars that are like, we're not going to bother opening up because it's actually going to cost us more money to try to do this. Yeah. I mean, we've seen that here in Southern California is just, you know, restaurants that are open for takeout and delivery. It's like that their business model doesn't support that. And they're just like, mm-hmm. you know what, we're just going to stay closed. And, uh, yeah. you know, we had uh, the tragic permanent closing of a, of a buffet chain called uh, soup plantation. It's known as sweet tomatoes in other parts of the country. And they're, they were already on some shaky financial ground and they're like, yeah, we, they weren't open for takeout cause it was like a buffet style. And it was like, you know, salad soups, that sort of thing. And right. they're just like, yeah, we're not going to reopen. And that was like, it was, uh, it, it was a little, a little bit more upsetting than it would be for a favorite restaurant chain closing, closing in that it was like, it was the first restaurant we ever took Lucy to. And it was like, because it was all you can eat and it was loud, the kids were really happy there. It was like, you're yeah. going to like one of these 12 things in front of you. 
And if you only like four of them, I'll go get six others. And, you know, so that style. But I mean, obviously, just buffet style in general, I think. Oh, that's. Yeah, I think if you have it, it'll sort of be like when you go to the the really the the fancy like resort or some of your higher end casinos in Vegas, where it's mm-hmm. like there's someone serving you the food. I think right. even that's a way off. But I think at one point you're not going to be able to help yourself, and look, that's going to be better for their bottom line because if I'm not shoveling the pasta onto the plate myself, if I have to say like a little more, no, 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 right. a little, <laughs> little bit more, and you know what? Let's just go ahead and put a second rib on there. Thanks, buddy. You know. Yeah, like the carving station. You're yeah. like, I'm, I'm sorry. When I said roast beef, yeah. I meant like beef. I yeah. didn't mean like. I didn't, I didn't mean roast toe. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> but you're right. It could actually be better for their bottom line. And that's where, because uh, Nashville has just grown exponentially over these last probably seven or eight years. And so much of it is based on tourism and we've become the bachelorette party capital. <laughs> and I'm hoping that perhaps maybe they won't come back, but I do yeah. understand a lot of people's livelihood in all seriousness is built around this. And so when you have these qualifications for opening, it's still not necessarily feasible for a lot of those folks to get back to work because there's going to be nobody to ride a pedal tavern or wait, we don't have live bands. Why do we have a honky tonk then? Cause then it's not yeah. actually a honky tonk, is it? So we're, and uh, cause even I struggle with, should I go downtown and try to throw a little money at these businesses because they are open and they're trying and people do need to work. But am I, then you get into that, but am I contributing? Am I going to be sick? Am I a carrier? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what I am or what I'm not. I haven't felt sick, but I, I don't know what is living in me. Yeah. And I think that that's the, the problematic thing for people when they're making these kind of decisions, you know, because you can, you know, you're, you're getting a little bit less of it now because of unfortunately what the numbers are, but you know, people are like, well, the, the flu kills more people. And I'm like, well, the flu killed more people last year than, than this did in like two months, but then now we're in three months. And the difference is if you or I had the flu within a day or two, we know we have the flu. Yeah. And then this is like, you might never know you had it. And, mm-hmm. you know, you don't know who you've come into contact with. So, and I, I understand the, the different angles for, you know, places where there aren't the big outbreaks. They're like, you know what, we're, we're under capacity at our hospitals. We feel like, at least right now, we're able to address any concerns that might happen. So we'll do it a little bit carefully. You know, I think that uh, when my friend Jason was talking about eating out at a restaurant in Austin, I think, you know, there was the, the tables were apart and I'm sure that the, you know, the servers with masks and gloves and things that, sure. you know, honestly, maybe the service industry ought to have been doing anyway, <laughs> you know, just. That's, yeah, I go, I don't know that this is bad. Yeah. Is that terrible? I don't hate the idea of wearing masks. I mean, other countries have been doing it for years. It's yeah. not that big of an inconvenience for me to wear one on an airplane. Yeah. Well, and, and just to how disgusting airplanes are, you know, I mean, before. Yeah. We flew to New York when Heather was uh, seven plus months pregnant and her doctor's like, you can go, but like, you have to, you have to, we could bring the little tiny uh, Purell. And it's like, when you touch anything, you have to wipe your hands. So we had that mentality now uh, extended to everywhere we go in our lives (laughs) is if you touch anything, you have to. uh, Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think the, the idea of having, stricter cleaning standards you know look when you you get emails from all these corporations anybody you've ever done business with 
you know, Chick-fil-A wants me to know that uh, anytime somebody touches money, they wash their hands. I'm like, well, I should hope so. I, I should hope they were doing that before, you know? I appreciate Capital One assuring me of their business practices during this trying unprecedented time. I'm like, are you just going to take my car loan payment? Or I mean, it's, yeah. it's online, man. I've never met anybody from Capital One face to face. We cool. It's fine. Yeah. I was talking about this. I posted about it when uh, Saturday Night Live did their first sort of at home episode. Uh, it was the first TV that I had watched what well, was recorded, but you know, live on television yeah, with the yeah. commercials. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't seen a commercial in like a month at that point. And I'm like, oh my God, they all have the sad piano music. And it's yeah. like, we're all in this together. And it's like, yep. well, you know, I mean, I don't know if we're, we're all in it together, you know, um, on, uh, on, on, on Dennis's uh, podcast, he was talking about this uh, just, uh, just yesterday. And the idea that, you know, you're in this together with, you know, like home security systems is like, no, you're not in this together. The whole point no. is that we're not in this together and stay out of my house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it so. is true though. I was thinking about that ADT sent me emails, yeah. you know, in these trying times, I've, it's cool. Like just, yeah. if somebody's robbed my house, can you let me know? That's all yeah. I'm asking. Just, just wear sure a mask when you rob my house, you know? Right. You know, it's, <laughs> let's just keep it cool. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it's whatever. weird though that I have, um, you know, I, I didn't think I was being overly, paranoid or vigilant about, you know, I was wearing the mask, washing the hands, like everybody was doing, staying in my house. But my neighbors, oh my gosh, like I had uh, a man who had his little child with him, couldn't have been more than two, toddling around the neighborhood, who just, no mask on him. And the kid just comes right up to my hundred pound dog. And he's like, is he okay? And I'm like, I mean, the dog is, but I'm not, sir, because now you are about three feet from me. Yeah, right. I don't exactly. know you. I've never met this guy before it's because, you know, we're all trying to find different ways to get outside. I'm actually walking around my neighborhood. And then my next door neighbor, who is on dialysis, he goes twice a week. He's already had more people over in the last month than I will have to my house in six years. <laughs> and, and I'm like, what? And some of these people, I've never seen their cars before. Yeah. I'm like, what? What are you thinking? What, you know, what is wrong? Okay. And then I go, is it me? Maybe it's me. No, I think it's you. I do. Yeah. I, I think you're, you really need to maybe take even 20% of what they're telling you and apply it to your life. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that uh, it's weird because uh, LA or yeah, LA County has a mandatory, if you're outside, you should wear a mask. It actually says, uh, but not for children. I'm like, what? No, I would put the children first and then me right. second, like put, put it on my kids. And then like, I understand there's the idea that uh, it's got to seem weird to some kids and it, you know, the, the whole thing's going to be a little bit traumatic. Unfortunately, I feel like, you know, Felix is four, Lucy's two. They're going to, she, he's going to remember this weird time, but as time mm -hmm. goes on, he'll remember less and less. Uh, Lucy, the only thing that she really does is she'll uh, pick up a washcloth and pretend it's her mask. She's like, Aww. my mask. So, you know, it's like, all right, good. Make a game out of it. But uh, yeah. And, and I don't know, look, and I know people uh, from different parts of the country are watching this and they're like, oh, well, we don't wear masks. You might not have to where you live. And mm -hmm. I, you know, it's, uh, but at the same time, don't, don't come over to me. You know, I mean, that part yeah. is still recommended even everywhere, all the places that are open, you know, and, you, you know, so it's just like, this is what I'm comfortable with. And you look, you'll see a lot of people. It's funny because growing up in the New York area and w working in New York, 
I usually avoided people when they were on the street with me anyway. So I would like walk through the middle of the street to get around people before. Right. So now yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm just, there's not as many cars right now. It's fine. I'll just, I'll just go. That's, I, yeah. yeah. That's, and that's me with downtown Nashville. If I, for some reason am out at a show or a hockey game on a weekend night where you have all these tourists, I mean, there is nothing I hate more. It's the equivalent of working in Rockefeller center at Christmas time when all you wanted to do was just like, get them out of my way. So you, like you said, you'd walk in the street. I was used to doing that in Nashville anyway. I will walk right around you. I don't care how big a birth. It doesn't matter if we're in a pandemic. I don't want to be near you anyway, because people are gross. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, as, as you know, different areas are more comfortable with, uh, you know, different levels of opening, uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about there's uh, this show that this concert that has been scheduled for Alabama that I think is actually not going to happen on the day it was scheduled scheduled for this Friday, the 15th. Uh, and it's this guy, uh, Travis McCready, who's doing a solo show. He's from a band called Bishop Gunn that I kind of remember, but this is him doing a solo tour. And he was going to play at this, this theater. I guess it's an old Masonic temple, some, some city in Alabama. It's a 1,200-seat venue. And the capacity, I think it was like 229. So it was 20% capacity. And you see this mm -hmm. map of what they called fan pod seating. So like you could sit like five people together in some sections, but you had to buy the five tickets. So in theory, it's like five people that you know. So you're comfortable yes. sitting with those people. So it's not strangers. And then there's also other sections where you just buy two tickets. I don't know if they have like a sprinkled one here and there, but they're like in what they call these fan pods. They're sort of like in the middle row, every other row, and it's only a few seats. And I think that as a, certainly as a, as a, as kind of a trial balloon to see how it goes, this seems like a good way to go. Now, I think the reason the concert is not going to happen is that in Alabama, the regulations currently are for no more than 50 people. But after Monday, you could actually have this venue with its 229 people. Uh, yeah, that's a very, I mean, it's, it's such a weird because you had sent me the article, actually, I, I was not aware of what uh, that whole concept. And looking at that, that if it's a difference of two or three days, is that really going to make a difference in terms of actual health? No. Yeah. And the pod concept, I don't know. I didn't hate what I was looking at. Yeah. Because if it meant it's, a, it's look, it's different than what we've seen in the past, but it is a chance to getting back to something familiar. I like, I thought that was very creative. I thought that was a really interesting way around it. Yeah. And also when it comes to like concessions, it's like everything was going to be uh, closed, uh, you know, with either with a lid or in a closed container. And I'm like, yeah, that, that goes back to like servers wearing masks. I'm okay with it. Yep. Like, yeah, yep, I, don't totally need, I don't need that open cup. And I, my, my theory is that one day, whenever movie theaters open, you won't get the open bucket of popcorn anymore. It's going to be, you know, they'll still make it back there, but you're going right. to get it with something with a lid. And by the way, it'll be a lot smaller than we're used to, but cost just as much, but yeah. you'll be like, oh, but it's safer. <laughs> Look, it's got it's a lid. It's super. It's okay. You know, Does it still uh, come with butter? That's yeah. all I really worry. Yeah. About. So, uh, self-serve uh, fountain drinks, I think, are a thing of the past. Uh, at least I hope yeah. they are, because I'm horrified by them. I, I picked <laughs> up food at a at a Philly cheesesteak place, and you know, people bought drinks, but they were helping themselves to drinks, and I'm like, I'm glad I I'm glad I didn't get one. You know, I I like the business model to mention Chick Fil A again, where it's like you never get to interact with the drink machine. We interact. Right. With Machine. It's for us. You, you want more? Great. Just take the lid off and, and I'll fill up your cup. You know? Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that in the slightest. I'm, yeah. I totally agree with you. Even like the hand me a cup and go do it myself. Like, it's cool. I, like, I know I'm okay, but I have seen people do things 
at those drink machines that you're like, oh no. dear, yeah. really? Like, so keep yeah, it all behind the counter. It's like Fine. growing up in the Northeast. It's like, I knew that I was a good driver when it was snowing, but it was everybody else on the road that wasn't. You know, not everybody, but you know what I mean. There's an, it just takes one person to be like, well, I'm just going to drive That's, faster yep. than usual so I get home before the snowfall. Uh, you know, and it's like, so you have to worry about everybody else. And then when you cut out the everybody else, it makes sense. So, uh, you know, and then I, I'm just like, well, what, what, what's the, what are the rules for merch? Is like, you know, uh, yeah. t-shirts and, and anything. Is that going to be just pre-bagged? Which, I mean, that's also fine. You know, it's like, so- Have you ever like seen this though? Because I swear this happened when I went to see Backstreet Boys last year. The amount of people trying on shirts. Oh no, I've never seen that. But No, and, I, and I, I'm like, first off, my mind, because being from the Northeast, I immediately go to the criminal aspect that someone's going to try yeah. on a shirt and they're going to bolt, and right? They're going like to take yeah. off. But again, I'm not in the Northeast anymore. That's yeah. not the mentality. But no, people will sit there and be like, well, I need to see it in a large and an extra large. And I go, well, okay, if you're going to hold it up. Yeah, which is maybe... done. Okay. Yes, look, no, look I've, I've, I've been at concerts in several different body types. There's a time where yes. I'm like, no, I need the extra large. Also, by the way, I have shirts from the early 90s because I'm cool. Uh, yeah, that, uh, that was an extra large in 1991. It's, it's a regular large now. So like the yes. sizes aren't the same. And so depending on the manufacturer, depending on you know a few different things, I need to at least- Even the way it was laundered. Yeah, right, it's true. I as, as, as a collector of vintage t-shirts, right. trust me, I understand. <laughs> but it's, uh, but yeah, but the amount of people that were trying on t-shirts at Backstreet and then taking them off and being like, oh, okay, I want the XL, not the large. And I'm like, I just kind of thought concerts, like it's a crapshoot. Yeah. Like I'm usually this size, so I'm going to buy it and either, oh shoot, it's way too big. Well, try to shrink it or, ooh, yeah. it's a little small. Well, then maybe you need to run. I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, but that's the thing because I've done that. I have bought shirts that they say are large and then I'm like, ooh, I'm like a sausage in this or whatever. And <laughs> you know what? I just go, but that's on me. I feel like it's a risk. Yeah. That it, then, it's like gambling. Yeah. And then I have stuff like earlier this year, I was uh, doing a, a lower carb thing and I lost a little weight. And honestly, so shockingly, I've kept it off during this because I, let's just say I'm not eating well, but yeah, I, mean, I think it's mostly saying. stress. It's mostly stress. <laughs> so like the, the medium Van Halen shirt that I had to buy when I saw them at the Hollywood Bowl actually fits now. And I'm like, oh, great. So I knew that one day I could wear them. One medium. day this yeah. was going to work. That's, I did the same thing. We had done a, a weight loss challenge here at work where me and the three guys we wanted to lose a hundred pounds collectively in a hundred days. And we hit our goal and I took off 21 pounds. Great. And I've put back on about four. Hey, but, but you know, you're still, you're still 15 up or whatever. I, yeah. 17. But, and you know, again, that's how it is. It's just the, okay. And it's, it's hard because I was on such a roll. I mean, oh, that yeah. has been the hardest thing for me is that because my gym shut and I, that was yeah. part of my day. Like I, left work and I went to the gym for an hour and I was doing hardcore cardio and sweating it out. And I remember they were still open up until about maybe St. Patrick's day. Yeah. I remember people saying to me like, wait, you're still going to the gym. Your gym is open. I'm like, look, as long as they're open, I'm risking it. I, which was a horrible attitude, but it's a small gym and there aren't a lot of people anyway. Yeah. So uh, the honestly, risk wasn't the, huge. my thinking on the gym and I, the last time that I went to the gym was, let's see. Uh, oh, Friday the 13th was the first day that things started. So I think locked right. down uh, uh, because, and 
as that week went along, there were less and less people at the gym. There definitely were. But I, I contend that that's the, the cleanest place that I was going uh, before this anyway, because they clean everything. But then I spray it down before I use it, like the treadmill or whatever. And then I spray it again when I'm done, just because I, I, I try to at least pretend that I have some class. Uh, it's not true, but I at least try to convey that when other people are watching. Well, so I'm like, I, no, I feel like it was a, I felt like it was a very clean place, you know? It, and I agree. My gym is the same thing. And they had, they came in out of nowhere with like industrial size wipes and whatever. And so I was the same way that I was wiping everything down, but I've been doing that for a couple of months because I noticed the amount of people that were leaving equipment and not wiping it down. So yeah. now I didn't trust anybody. So I was already in the habit and I didn't care how it looked. Like you said, I think at least my gym seemed very clean. They've still been taking my money every month. So I'd really like to get back there. Please yeah. Open. Well, here's the thing. So I, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I switched to a, a, a chain called Planet Fitness and yeah. I'm locked in at the cool price of $10 a month. $10. So I will not cancel. And this is how they, they know they've got me is because if I were to try and rejoin in six, eight months, it's going to cost more than $10. So yes. I want to stay at my $10 rate and they'll send you emails for like, here's a home workout or, you know, watch this video of a trainer. And they're like, okay, so that's how they're going to justify taking our money because they're like, Hey, we're interacting with you. Look, it's your fault that you're not working out at home. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. It's you're right. It is my fault. You're, you're right. I, yeah. I, I got you. Uh, my gym is a little bit smaller, more boutique. The only reason I go to it is because it's literally down the hill. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, so yeah. it is a 10th of a mile for my students. Oh, that's perfect. And there's the added bonus of like, a bunch of predators work out there and Titans players and a couple of country stars. So All like, right. you know, I go like, let's be honest. I might be gawky. It's a lot of dudes, man. It's a lot of dudes. I so bet. there's me, which is doing me no good. Cause I'm just this sweaty blobby <laughs> mess. Um, with a red face and like, yeah, I get it. You guys are all chiseled. Cause I see your abs and you know, and I'm huffing and puffing, but it's still, it's, you know, and the fact that it is smaller and it's a little bit more, for some reason, that kind of clientele. Yeah. But it, you know, it works for me and they are pretty clean and they're pretty great. So please open. Yeah, no. And, and I think that uh, I, I can understand the concerns because, you know, look, I've talked about how the equipment is relatively clean where I go. Um, I'm horrified whenever I have to use the bathroom there. And, I, I, and yes. I've taken a shower there twice and it was just absolutely essential. I, I've, I think our water was shut off. And I'm like, I really don't want to do this. And, you know, it was like, <laughs> I brought flip-flops and I think I threw them away after, you know, but it was, it was, it was like, it was like, you know, taking a shower in college, you know, yeah, where it was like, a dorm I, right I there. got yep. everything. <laughs> I should have brought a little shower caddy, although I didn't. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, yeah, I mean, I'm like, I, I want that to be open mostly because if the gym's open, that means things are okay. Things are doing yeah. like pretty well. Uh, it's that, true. By the way, that week, the, uh, the last concert that I went to, I was uh, able to be on the guest list. On Wednesday, March 11th, I saw Soul Asylum at a venue called the Terragram Ballroom. Uh, and uh, Dave Perna from Soul Asylum was on with, with Dennis. And then I also got to interview him too, uh, which I have yet to post, but uh, that's the oh, announcement cool. for everybody uh, listening. I'll be posting that soon. That'll be exciting. Yeah, so I got to go. And that was actually the last show that they played. So when I talked to him, I was like, yeah, I was at your, I was at your last show because they had a little bit more of their tour left and they had an album come out in the middle of April. So, you know, he, he's, Dave, the singer is doing like this. He's like doing a lot of uh, Zoom interviews. He's doing some performances from his home. And like, I'm enjoying a lot of that stuff that people are doing, uh, you know, mm -hmm. because like, 
you had Paul Stanley playing the guitar, talking about some of the riffs that he's done. Uh, Bruce, yeah. formerly of Kiss, like he's doing something every day. And, and it's, mm-hmm. it's cool that we're getting this kind of content. Uh, obviously, somebody like Dave Berner, he has product to promote. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, it seems to have at least helped. I don't know. I think there's, there's a couple ways to look at it. One, this could be the worst time to put out a new album or two, it could be the best because it's like, I just, I, yeah, I, I might not get to download a new movie and watch it, but I could listen to a new album right now because you know, when I'm I, I've it. talked to a few artists about that who have had our records out to promote. And I said, if nothing else, it's because we're all looking for something to fill time that uh, I may listen to your new album when I'm at the gym or I listen to it when I'm in the car. Well, now I can take an hour and just listen to this piece of art you put out because I have an hour to kill. And <laughs> right. it, you know, it, 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 it's really something that I don't think a lot of us have done since we were kids. And I don't even know that kids really do it anymore. No, but when but we were when kids, you... like, you know, I, I remember obviously before CDs, uh, I was buying things on cassette and the yep. way that it's sort of like accordioned out so that you could like read the lyrics and, and you know, the liner notes are much better suited for, for one, for albums, for records, yep. but also for CDs, it was still kind of, it was cool to get the booklet. And I uh, I know it makes me sound old. I do like when I can. I do like to get the CD mostly because I like to flip through the book while I'm listening. Yeah. And then you know sometimes it's like, well, there's a PDF that has the lyrics, and there's like, yeah, but I don't want that. You know. And I'm not, I'll be honest. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do anything with a PDF. I'll yeah. tell you 100 percent right now. Yeah. It's it's not even in my nature to go look at that. But like you said, if I have the CD, I oh. will go read your liner notes and kind of and like read along because it's already that much more familiar when I can read the lyrics to a song I don't know. Right. And no, exactly. I definitely I, I like that. And when I was talking to Dave Perner, I, I showed off that I I'd like I actually have it on CD because you know the it, albums come out a lot of people just get them digitally, and then he had to show that he had the LP, which is of course much larger. But uh, that's yes, cool. yes. Uh, so yeah, and and there have been a few albums that have come out in this time. The the Tesla one is one that I liked, and. I don't know. I'm ordering so much stuff from Amazon anyway because I'm trying to not go to Target or Walmart or anything. So yeah. I'll uh, the the Tesla one was actually something that I pre-ordered like months ago and I forgot was coming. But I've I've slipped in a couple of things. I'm like, yeah, you know, they're gonna send me some stuff. So if if I get a CD to listen to, so yeah, I can understand like you know you can't tour with it. But I don't know. By the time you do tour, people are probably gonna be more familiar with the new stuff. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know. I I've heard about enough bands who are like you know, was supposed to have been on tour that are like, all right, I guess we'll try something. So I think that uh, to circle back to this uh, Alabama show that might not be happening, I would be comfortable going in that sort of a setting. You know, I, I not mid-March, mid-May, whatever it is right now. Mm-hmm. I don't quite know when, but if it was like that the first time I went back, I'm like, all right, sure. And, you know, you can, you can book people in larger venues than they have the draw for so that you can spread them out more. Like, you know, yeah. 200 29 i think in a 1200 i'm like okay that seems like that would be a comfortable viewing experience uh so i'm okay with it the odd thing about this is this show isn't gonna happen i think it'll probably get rescheduled but this guy travis mccready he's got a gig the next night in missouri it's just outside and nobody's talking about that one that one's like definitely gonna happen you know like this one because it's got because this one's got the fan pod and all that yeah like missouri said like a week or two ago when i first started talking to you about you know, having you on the podcast, Missouri was like, Hey, concerts can happen. And bands are probably like, well, that's cool. But yeah, we're, we're, we're not, you know? No, it is. It, that's, um, cause even the outdoor stuff, it's still, well, it's, it's still a finite space, Yeah, you know? And that's where I think that we're sometimes missing the mark 
on how this is actually all going to work. I got an invite actually the other day for an album release party, which is usually its own little mini concert, yeah, but sure. it's going to be at a drive-in. And so we're, and it's, it's like 40 minutes outside of town because there's not a drive-in here, but I'm like, okay. And I know a lot of people have tossed around the idea of drive-in concerts. I'll be a hundred percent that I, I'm not really a fan of that idea, but for an album release party, something yeah, sure. that was going to be smaller anyway, what a neat, I, I was like, I actually wrote back to the publicist. I'm like, what a cool effing idea. Yeah. So I don't know if you could say effing in an email in Nashville, but I did. Yeah, so right. <laughs> yeah, I was like, whatever. Um, and I was like, that's a really cool thing, but I don't want to go see the Def Leppard Stadium tour in my car. No. I'm going to put now, it right out there. I think that if it gets to a point where the only way that I'm going to see a live performance is at a drive-in, uh, I, I might be open to, you know, oh, would you like to see this Kiss tribute band? Do you want to see right. this guy with an acoustic guitar? I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'd check it out. Sure. If there's no alternative. Uh, and there, uh, it's funny to talk about 40 miles out of town. Uh, Heather, myself, and the kids, we did go to a drive-in in Pomona, California, which is about 40 minutes away. It was a, it was a very socially distant uh, outing. We went to Sonic, and if people know Sonic, they bring the food into your, to your car. You don't get out. And so yep. we ate in the car and we went to the drive-in. We also did not get out. Uh, there, there was some uh, creative uh, thinking on how to use the bathroom, but uh, Heather and I actually just, we just didn't have to go. I think just mentally yeah. we were prepared to like- Right, right. like we're not doing this. Yeah, we're not. We're just going to hold it because, yeah. you know, there, 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 were, uh, there were bottles that could have been used. There were diapers sure. that could have been used. <laughs> uh, and Lucy had a diaper because that's where she's at. And yep. Felix were like, no, we're just going to go ahead and put you in a pull-up. I know you're a big yeah. girl. You use the potty now, but we still got pull-ups from like but last year. Let's just in case, sure. Yeah. And so, and we did it. And it was fun. We saw the the Trolls movie, which people can get digitally now for $20. We spent $20 to see it at a drive-in. So it's like, all right, it was kind of, it was fun. I mean, I grew up with a drive-in. Yeah. still open. Me too. Warwick, right. New York. There's a drive-in that actually just reopened this weekend because New York State's allowing them to reopen, but it never closed. It was always open. And uh, so I know that a lot of places don't have them. A lot of them closed in Southern California. Like this one actually is usually a swap meet during the week. The swap oh, meet right. part is- Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the swap meet Swap part, meet is always at the drive-in. Yeah. Even when we were kids. The, right, it the was, swap meet that's part what they is were closed, doing. but the drive-in's yeah. open. So I know, I think we'll see more drive-in options. I don't quite know what else, you know, drive-in stand-up comedy, maybe, you know? I, um, I wouldn't hate that. Yeah. Because I, think I, the, I don't need to be- up front yeah. for a comedian. Is that yeah. I don't know why I'm not so inclined to be right in front of them, but there's something about the big bombast of, of like yeah. Kiss or I mean even Garth Brooks. Like, look, if Garth does a drive-in show, I'd go. Well, Just because it's Garth, that's be, fine. But because I, you'll have a t-shirt from the drive-in show. That's the main I reason. mean, of course, that's really yeah. let's go to get the merch. Um, but it would be, I, I think it would be a lot for me to look at like the stones and say, yeah. you know, pull your Jeep Cherokee up. Like, that's all right. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. We're good. You know? And it's like, you know, when we, we used to uh, light the cigarette lighter or now people hold up their phones for the ballot, everybody will flash mm -hmm. their headlights, you know? Uh, yeah. I, I don't love that the idea. That would be for, cool. You're right. <laughs> I don't love the idea for, for a huge show, but if, if it were to happen, I would, I would be inclined to at least check it out. But it's not something I'm excited about. I mean, I've talked to, I've, I'm on like forums for bands where people are like, I would never want to go to that. I'm like, all right. But then if like a year from now, the only concert you can go to is at a drive-in, would you at least give it a shot? You know? Right. So 
uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think that uh, it's interesting because I think if movie theaters are open, you know, there's kind of been, for, for me as a nerd, there's like been this one release where I, I've talked to a lot of people about. So this uh, second Wonder Woman movie is going to come out at the beginning of August. And mm -hmm. so on a lot of the shows that I do, I talk to people, I'm like, all right, so what if, you know, and this was going back a couple months. I'm like, what if movie theaters open on June 1st? When are you personally comfortable going back? And they would probably, I, like, there were movie theaters that were open the first, like, weekend or week of, of this, you know, before the, the full hardcore stay-at-home order. And you would look, and they were only selling, like, you know, in groups in, like, corners of the movie theater. Just because out of curiosity, yeah. I looked at the AMC movie app, and you yeah. saw, like, and no one's sitting near anybody. So I feel like they'll do that. And I think that for me, I'm like, well, if they open by July 1st, maybe I would uh, be ready by the time Wonder Woman comes out August 5th. But now I'm like, I'll go see a Wonder Woman at the drive-in. I don't have to worry about it, you know, as long as it, as long as it opens at the drive-in. So um, what have you thought about this in terms of, of movies or concerts? So if, do, do you feel like you want other people to be the guinea pig and you want to see how concerts go? Just talking specifically about Nashville. You know. uh, I think actually I would probably be one of the first that yeah. would go. And I would want to go if, if it was a band or an artist or let's say a movie I really wanted to see. I would be more inclined to go those first couple of days that they're open because that's when I feel that they're really going to be on their game. It's a great and making point. sure yep. everything is wiped down, making sure they're taking all the temperatures because they want to keep this going. They, they yeah. want to keep the income. They, they want to keep it open. I would be more apprehensive about going two and a half weeks later because I, I think you'd have people like me who would be there that first day and would be excited. And yes, we will stand in line. And yes, I will wear my mask. And yes, I will wait for my temperature to be taken. And then two and a half weeks, people get complacent. Yeah. Um, you know, and I go back to, and I, I don't mean to be morbid about it, but, you know, September 11th and the aftermath for maybe like three or four months afterwards, maybe even longer, but like people got on planes and were, I remember flying somewhat soon after, not like that month or anything, but I remember getting on a plane and everybody was so orderly and everybody was oh, so yeah. polite. Absolutely. And yeah, and it was, it was just, it was so, because it was still so fresh to us that no, I'm, I'm flying and I'm safe, and the precautions have been taken. And then it turns into, you know, people being dragged off the planes because we've overbooked <laughs> or, yeah. you know, somebody hitting the guy in front of them or like, you've put your seat back, pounce, pounce, pounce. Like, we've lost that. And I understand it was 20 years ago, yeah. but I feel like that's the slope is that that, because it, it can't, can't go anywhere but down. I feel we'll start so high. So yeah. I'll be there at the beginning. I think that, yeah, there's a lot of ways in which 9-11 is completely different than this, but that's a great comparison, sort of the airline. I remember <clears throat> I flew after Christmas that year. So, you know, it's, uh, it's three and a half months after 9-11. Mm -hmm. And uh, I flew out to uh, Austin and then Los Angeles. And um, my, my mom was like borderline crying saying goodbye to me because she was so worried that I was getting on an airplane. But, I, you know, I was, what was I, like, I don't know, 26 or yeah, 25. I and I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I'm going to get on an airplane. I'll see you later. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. You know? Uh, and I mean, I get it now because I have kids, you know? And you're just like, right. and, and like, that's really what it comes down to. It's a lot of like, look, I don't want to get it. And I've talked a little bit. I have a, I have a friend, my friend, John, uh, who's best man at my wedding. Uh, he, he got it. He lives in Harlem. Yeah. He got it bad. Like really bad. I saw like, your post about that. Yeah. And that, your words have stuck with me. 
oh, about him and yeah. just well and like you know you said that nobody was it, it, it wasn't something that you were being very public about and it didn't sound like something he was being particularly public about yeah that was and, like yeah and i asked him I'm like are you okay with me sharing this because he had just written it i had known because i had texted with him i i knew like a week before sure. uh but you know he just wasn't talking about it i think just he didn't feel good uh, and he still has a cough, by the way. He's he's like he's like most of the way there, and he still has a cough. And so, like, I know somebody that had it, but he did pull through it. And like, I, look, I don't, I can't say that if I got it, I would be fine because you never know, you know. But right. mm-hmm. I'm way less worried about myself getting it than I am about my kids getting it, you know. Mm-hmm. And early on, it was like, oh, don't worry, kids don't get it. Well, kids do get it, and yeah, unfortunately, kids have died from it. So, yep. it, you know, and there's like, oh yeah, but that's such a small percentage. I'm like, yeah, but that's still a kid. You know, and I have, yeah, I have two. So it, it's I guess, a small percentage until it impacts you. Right, exactly. That's so, always, you know, yeah. it, it, I mean, I go back to the story of Shirley Jackson, the lottery, that like, oh, well, we have to kill one person yeah. out of this village in order for our crops to grow. Oh, well, it's not my family, so it's cool until it is your until, family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, everything's cool until it isn't, you know? It's like, yeah, right. Great. Like, my mom has been bugging me and my younger brother, and he lives in West Virginia. And she's like, well, you know, I haven't seen you guys since Christmas and I wish you'd come visit. And it's like, well, but you're in that group of more at risk. And I understand you guys have been good and you feel fine. But again, I don't know what I have, what I don't. I don't know what he has, what we don't. And so when she starts with that, it's not even meant to be a guilt trip. It's just, hey, I miss you guys. And like, no, we're fine. We're fine. Like, are you though? Yeah. Because we may not be. So yeah. Right, exactly, and uh, you know, it's uh, there, there's that level of it. I mean, my 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 mom got remarried, and she actually we watched it on Facebook at the from the church Aww. because we were gonna go, and then as it started to get closer, she's like, yeah, "I don't I don't think you should bring the kids." I'm like, "Well, I'm glad you said that because I don't think we should bring the kids either." You know? Yeah. There was like at one point there was a conversation that maybe just I would go, but then that's like you know what? Let's just not anybody travel anywhere. So you know, and it's like. Felix and Lucy are very used to seeing their grandparents a lot. They haven't seen them in, let's see, it's almost three months now. Uh, but you know, we talk to them on uh, FaceTime or we do Zoom a couple, maybe like once a month or something where we like all eat dinner. But, uh, you know, and it's like, oh, I get it. It's like they definitely want to see them, but, you know, her parents are older. So I don't know. I mean, we've we've at least talked about the idea of like, okay, what if we go on like hardcore lockdown and then we stay with them? you know, like, yeah, you know, and then like, they don't go out, we don't go out. I mean, beforehand and the prospect of being in Los Angeles, uh, you know, basically in our house for the next three months, they live in Orange County, which it still has some cases, but it's, it's not the same. It's just not as densely populated. So it's something we're starting to actually talk about for real. Which, yeah. That's it. My parents are in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. And like we talked about at the beginning, I am not working from home. I'm not working remotely. Yeah. So it's not like I can go up there and just shelter in place. I can't hunker down there. It's like I would pop in for a weekend and that yeah. just seems. Seems like it's, it's too, yeah. too risky, not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, and, how am I going to get there? Fly? Right. That's yeah. the other thing. I'm going to get on an airplane and, yeah. or, I mean, I technically can drive, but it's, it's eight hours. So that's a pretty big turnaround for a weekend. So yeah. in terms of it being feasible, it's really not. And I appreciate 
that you miss us and I miss you, would love to see you, but it's just probably not the best time. This just isn't the time. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, you can just hope like, well, you know, we saw you last Christmas. Maybe we'll see you this Christmas. Let's hope, you know, and it, it's just so crazy, weird. which is so crazy to talk about, you know, it it's, is it, because it's like, you know, Felix's birthday is in July and, you know, we've had like classmates of his who had birthday parties scheduled to cancel them. And then some of them have like, oh, let's, you know, we'll, we've sent videos, we've done, uh, we've done FaceTime and stuff. And now it's like, oh man, I think that uh, his is, his is going to fall into a territory where I'm not even sure. And he's supposed to start kindergarten in the middle of August. So it's like, I don't even know where we're at. Oh that, yeah. You know? If that's even gonna. Yeah. So it's like, it's too hard to figure out and his, their, their preschool has been closed. So there's so many question marks, but uh, you know, it's, it's interesting to kind of know. Yeah, I, I do appreciate your point about being at like the first concert because it's going to be the cleanest one, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like going on the the airplane after the big plane crash because that's yep. the, mm-hmm. the safest time to be on it. Yeah. Of course, that's, uh, yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. like a horrible way to put it, but trust no, me, that goes but, through my mind when I'm on yeah. planes, so. You don't want to, yeah, you don't want to go to the, let's go to the movie theater in uh, six months, you know, because then it's like, they're not even going to sweep up after the show. Right, <laughs> you're going to be yeah. like, that's so is popcorn who brought ribs in here yeah you know, you're gonna be looking at <laughs> well uh it's uh it's always enjoyable to talk to you uh before we go a lot of times what i've been doing on my youtube channel is because uh, i'm upstairs in the house i've actually been able to come out into the daylight because uh the the kids are with heather at that other family's house a lot of what i will do is i will do uh, unbagging or uh, like I have all these comic book boxes behind me down there and I'll just grab stuff out of there and talk about it sometimes. But I thought about a collection that I had that would actually be interesting to you in particular. And these are from the late eighties, early nineties. These are uh, rock and roll comics for those watching on YouTube. You can actually see I'm holding up. uh, I believe issue one was kiss, but uh, then there's, let me do some of the better ones. Uh, here's the Guns N' Roses one with an axle that does not look like him, really. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, these are for, these are from wow. the late 80s. Uh, I, I could probably even tell you exactly when these were published. Wow. Uh, May 1992. Uh, I think Slash looks pretty good on that one. Uh, he does. Then, that's a good rendering. That was the second one. This one, I think, is actually a really cool cover. That so is a cool cover. This was like two of my, uh, my favorite things, actually. Uh, here was a surprising one. White Snake. And this is the Steve Vai White Snake. So it's nice. Yep. All right. Yeah. Sure uh aerosmith do they go on adventures like no it's that... it's like biographies which oh okay it's like yeah the this is the zeppelin one uh this of course this one i put in a with a cardboard backing this is the alice cooper one so clearly that's, this one was important to me that's and, pretty great yeah this was issue 18 so i remember waiting for like three years because they didn't come out every month i was like well, yeah but when are they gonna do alice like enough already um this is surprising there's a Queensryche one, which I, I like Queensryche. I, I, I mean, sure, like, yeah. I like them more then. And this is the third Guns N' Roses one that I'm showing you. This one is <laughs> Guns N' Roses Live. So it's like about- Man, they, uh, they, they were tapping that vein. Yeah. Like, so, and GNR was making money. And I thought about it just because I have all these boxes behind me. I'm like, well, I wanted to, I wanted to, show, I wanted to show Carson these, uh, these comics. I, there was a Def Leppard one, but I, I must not have it. But I love the idea that it was like, if you think about the early 90s, it's like, if I, like, I probably learned a lot about the history of Kiss from that comic book. Yeah, because actually, I don't what think a I, palatable way to do it. Yeah, I don't think I knew that much, you know, about like, oh, you know, this guy, Mark St. John, who was on the Animalize album, uh, he did like one and a half shows with them. And then he had this condition where he couldn't perform. And then Bruce, right. I'm like, oh, I didn't know any of that. 
you know, it's like, if you just look oh, this guy's on the record, he must've been on the tour. And then this guy's on the new record. It must've been, you know, and it's like, oh, it just doesn't work that way. You know, especially, that is neat. yeah, especially comics where, I mean, com- where bands that have had like the, you know, lots of lineup changes, sometimes they can make right. the best stories, you know? Yeah. That's, so. that's what you always really want. Those down dig, like get in their facts. Yeah. So that's so. what I, I'm going to have to go look at those. Yeah. Well, you can, you know what? I'm sure, them. I'm sure there's plenty of people that have them in boxes like mine where they'd uh, be happy to, to part with the uh, Def Leppard one for you. So now we'll see. I hadn't thought about them in a while these comics yeah. but, uh, when I knew I was going to talk to you I was like oh, I gotta I, I, did, I did dig around a little bit but uh well so. thank you because I, I literally am today years old knowing that those existed <laughs> exactly and I mean they did multiple printings of, of a lot of them so you know, yeah they, there was some degree of value like 30 years ago I don't know what they're what <laughs> we'll see what they are now but they just sound interesting as a like just to read, yeah. To learn, I mean, it's a it's a fun way to get history. I think. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm inclined to rewrite reread one or two of them now that I've actually gotten them out. Like the kiss one will probably be fun. I'll I'll have to uh, I'll tweet out some screen grabs or oh please or, do yes. pictures of some of it. Yeah, yes. and some of the art is a little uh, a little questionable at times. Like that Axel that really didn't look like him. You know, it was like I mean, is that yeah. is that an elderly Danny Cooksey? Like who is that? <laughs> what they did you're right that's kind of not what they axel did. Yeah. um yeah well uh jessica carson if people want to keep in touch with you uh where do they find you on twitter they they they'll see us interact about concerts and and t-shirt yeah. prices and on sales and reschedule i love lot. it when people chime into our conversations yeah. too um but facebook twitter and instagram it's all carson on air and it's c-a-r-s-e-n and uh you know the let's give a, a plug to the uh the show that you do so you have a syndicated show yeah, I have my own syndicated country with Carson, which is uh, middays, so depending on your time zone, but also I'm part of Big D and Bubba, which uh, those guys are on all over the country and all over the world on AFN. So they're part oh, yeah. of the armed forces. Yeah. My, so that's my, pretty cool. My friend who's doing much better from uh, having coronavirus, he grew up in Tokyo for a long time. So uh, anything that was on AFN is, is the he stuff heard. that he got. Yeah. He so Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's great. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. Uh, the, I thought it was uh, the the Big D and Bubba. I thought it was just local there in Nashville. I didn't even realize. But I get so much. So much is syndicated now that it's just unfortunately yeah. so much easier to be like, yeah, we could have a morning show, or mm-hmm. we could take that. Yeah. Show and and they've they've been doing it for years. So it's funny when I got the job with them. Like I knew I knew who they were. Like I'd yeah. heard of them. So uh, and then friends of mine who had listened to them in places where they weren't. They're like. You're gonna be a big D above it. I'm like, you know who they are? Oh, okay, yeah, because they're on in your town. Yeah, it's funny. So, uh, cool. My my uh, our our friend Tom Kelly, uh, who we mm-hmm. were pages with at NBC, he posted this video last week where he was on what used to be the Z Morning Zoo on Z100 with Elvis Duran, who's been there like 25 years. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm so much more excited to see Tom on Z100 in the morning than if he like got a, a stand up set on the Tonight Show. Okay, I'd be super right. excited for him if he got that. But like the kid in me is like, oh my God, you were on Z100? Z100? Are you serious? <laughs> like, yeah, that's, I mean, that's incredible. I actually have on a radio t-shirt today from um, my hometown, like pop station. Top oh, let's see what it is. Up. Can you, can you show uh, it yeah. or is it? Uh, yeah, I think well, so. If, yeah, let's see what we got. We've got oh, Kiss ninety five point seven. Kiss ninety five point seven out of and Hartford, Connecticut. This is my uh, Alice Cooper Special Forces T shirt. Since we're showing off T shirts, which is a nineteen eighty one album. No, I did not go to the tour. I don't. Usually, 
I don't usually like to seek out these, you know, and this isn't like a vintage shirt. It's like, I've seen this shirt originally. It's what, it's like a recreation of it, but I always yeah. wanted it so much that I'm like, I finally was, I think I asked for it for Christmas. It was like, you know, obviously t-shirts cost a lot more than they should right now as, as evidenced by the, uh, the, the, the red like ringers, like mid sleeve uh, kiss shirt I got at the uh, end of the road tour last year for $75. Oh my God. And I was like, like well, uh, instead of buying two shirts, I'm going to buy one overpriced shirt. And one shirt. That's it. That's all. Yeah. yeah I, I feel you. And here's so. the worst part. It's not that comfortable. It's not soft. No, I, I bought a hundred dollar Backstreet Boys uh, zip up hoodie and I got home and it was too small in the arms. Oh, but that was 20 pounds ago, so I should probably go try it on. So we'll see. Maybe it fits now. But yeah, yeah I mean, what a disappointment. Yeah, I went to I went to see uh, Bruce Springsteen on Broadway. The Broadway shows that he did. Yeah. I, I lucked out. Like, I was I was waiting in the cancellation line. And I, I was like number two. And I was like, I felt pretty good that I was going to get something. And then this lady was uh, was just like, does anybody need just one ticket? The, the only catch is you had to go in with her right now because it was a printed home ticket which I hate for a million reasons, mostly because yep. I can't really save it. Uh, but she had right. printed, mm -hmm. she'd printed both tickets on the same piece of paper. So I had to go in with it. Oh, and okay, yeah. She wanted like $300. And I was like, oh, can I, can I Venmo, Venmo you or PayPal? Or, and she clearly didn't like either of those words. So she started talking to other people. So I got out my wallet. I counted out. I had $267. So I'm like, would you take $267? And I was prepared to also be like, you know, when we get inside, I could use my credit card. I could, I, I, I could have bought or something, but sure, she was sure. like, sure, just come with me. And I'm like, great. So having less money in my wallet actually got me into that show. It really did. That's amazing. Yeah. I bought a, I bought a, I bought a sweatshirt there and it, it was $60 and it fits, but it's, it's tighter than I wish it was. <laughs> you know, so. It's just pretty in your closet. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll, I'll wear it. It's just, and you yeah. know, now it fits a little better than when I bought it. Yeah. But, uh, I just you. Congrats. I, there was a point where I'm like, I'm just not going to zip it. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Carson on air as you are, uh, always great to talk to you. And so uh, hopefully, good to talk hopefully to you. the next time we talk, we'll be talking about what shows we're actually going to, or yes. maybe it'll be a weird conversation about like, what was your driving concert? Like, here's what my driving <laughs> concert was like. <laughs> Either so, way, it's always a great time. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank uh, you. It's been a we'll, blast. Yeah, we'll we'll talk again soon. And uh, of course, everybody who wants to keep in touch with me at Christian DMZ, Twitter and Instagram. And of course, we also have at Blackcast on Facebook. Well, at Blackcast on Twitter, the Blackcast on Facebook. Give us the old thumbs up and blackcast.com, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. That is all the time we have for this week, but we'll see you next time on the Blackcast. Cops knock on the door and listen. Black hats on, they think I'm Christian. Cops ran off, now I ain't trippin'. Listen into Black Cast. My point is, listen to this show. Don't need me to tell you it's dope. Rock so hard like Johnny Lithgow. Listen into Black Cast. Oh yeah, that's the Black Cast. It's on the Ghost Twin TV or whatever. Oh, it's not. Oh, it's on AfterBuzz TV, that's right. That's that guy, Christian. You rock! Alright, several taxes had to go take care of some business. But I'm here to say, have a nice day. And listen to the damn show.